again, and welcome to another episode of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. As always, this podcast is made possible by our local convenience stores, the misappropriation of history, and you. And now to your hosts, Justin Hammonds, Grant Bramlett, and Drew Shellnut. So, uh, what's up? Sabden World. Uh, this is a uh, another greatest hit episode. Um, we have, uh, you know, the holiday of 4th of July just passed. Everybody's traveling. Grant uh, seen his new baby nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, I got extremely drunk at the oh, Hot Chicken Festival. 10-pound Hudson. Yeah. He was a big boy. Well, there he is. Just eating and sleeping. Yeah. And, and then he ate yeah. some more, mm-hmm. and then he slept some more. Yeah. He's not even holding his neck yet, huh? Mm-mm. Had a baby. Literally, uh, <laughs> little floppy thing. Oh, shit. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, the homie Drew could not make it to recording today. He's going through some car troubles and situations. But congratulations on him, uh, to him and his fiance for uh, getting their rings all sexy like yeah. for their wedding coming up. And uh, shout out to Drew, Sh- Drew Shownut and Carolyn, and shout out to John McNair. And McNair Jewelers. The homie that, uh, yes. McNair Jewelers is the homie that hooked him up. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, we're going to do a little Greatest Hits episode again, man. Um, hope y'all enjoy it. Um, you know, I think it's still season one. Yeah, greatest we might get a probably. little bit into season two, but uh, it's just uh, some of the funniest moments. Moments that were like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then hopefully you do something uh, similar. Maybe more attractive than that, but, you know, it's up to you. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, we, we'll see what's up. Um, yeah, pretty pretty late back um, this evening. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, serial killers, psycho, psychopaths. Psychopaths. Psychopaths, serial killers, the psychology of them. Thank you for rocking with us this whole time. Um, I know we got into some, uh, you know, uncomfortable subjects for some people, but, you know, we're just putting out high facts. You know and more yeah. to come. Yeah, just high facts, you know what I'm saying? This series of science. But, uh... <laughs> Anyway, we'll be talking about addiction and death. The rest are good, that though. The rest are nice. Bro. You're going to look at the board and pull out the two darkest ones up there? Yeah, you said uh, a lot of tough topics. Uh, <laughs> psychology of, like, technology is pretty cool. Uh, but that's tough. also a dark therapy one. Therapy yeah, is kind of, you know? Yeah. You know? Well, therapy is great. I'm, I'm loving my therapy. Yeah. Anyway, shouts out to Jerry. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Peep game. We can go ahead and rock up in here. Grant, you got anything you want to toss in there? Anything you want to uh, say? No, I think you did it. I think you did your job quite well. All right. Well, uh, yeah. We'll get into these uh, greatest hits, hot facts, greatest hits. Great, greatest hits, hot facts. Hot facts, greatest hits. And uh, here they go. This is the sound of them happening. We're finally getting to these childhood injuries, bro. Like We've, we've dodged this long enough. Let's go ahead and uh, just put it out there, man. Talk about our childhood and how wild we were. Because I believe we all three have at least three concussions before we were like 12. Yeah, I actually <laughs> learned that when we were talking about this episode. I didn't realize that all three of us had all three had three concussions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. fun is that? Yeah. I think my third one came when I was like 16. But anyway. I think I stopped uh, counting after three, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we got to start with Drew because, I mean, he's, it was wild. That's true. So uh, <laughs> when we were we were talking about it, we got this little, you know, shared document that kind of helps us keep all our facts together. And he jotted down Dances with Wolves slash Yosemite Sam slash Three Wheeler. You know, like you are too. And like, I just <laughs> like some true Alabama shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's let's bad. definitely start off there because I, I just am very curious. Yeah. Very, very curious. Okay, Drew. so to to make it obvious of what I mean by dance with wolves, it's obviously a movie. Um <laughs> uh, I was really, really, really into Dances with Wolves. Of course. Uh because of Kevin Cosner. Waterworld was Water cracking. World. Love that movie. Can you smell it? <laughs> great, great the web movie. feet, bro. Great, yeah. Oh shit, I do have web feet. Yeah, there it is. That's oh, real. Damn it. You actually have? Yeah, you actually have. Yeah, web feet. that's that's some Freudian shit. Anyway, yeah, that's the connection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I would always go over to my next door neighbors, and they had a two story house with a uh, badass little balcony on the back, which I thought was badass. Not, not so much. Obviously, uh-huh. um, because I was back with my little 
tomahawk mm-hmm. running around doing my little and all yeah, the, little, being a cool Indian cool little joint. wannabe, <laughs> you know, Indian Southern kid. Being super PC. Yeah. 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 All up. the PC. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I leaned up against the balcony to look out. And as I did that, I fell over. Well, the, the balcony was dry rotted. Mm. So I just fell oh. through it. Um, mm. 15 feet through a table into a chainsaw. Good. Lord, Ooh. nice little concussion. Luckily, that chainsaw was off, my oh, guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes shit. I kind of wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so them stitches <laughs> to the head immediately. Jesus. Oh yeah, Christ, yeah, yeah. And a uh, two and a half, almost three day coma. Jesus. Um, week and a half ICU. That's crazy. That was the first one. Fast forward a whole month. A whole month. One whole month. One whole month. 28 to 31 days. Yes. Well, yes. Could have been a leap year. I don't know. I'm not, not quite sure on that one yet. But I had a Yosemite Sam action figure that I really liked. I was playing with it, and for some reason I tossed it under the house. Well, trailer. No house mm. here. And there was a, a little corner of the paneling under the trailer that was popped up. I crawled under there, got my little Yosemite Sam action figure, was coming back, and the roofing tacks that hold the paneling in yeah. just... Mm-hmm. Right back in there again. Same, the same wound? Same hole. Oh, my God. Same bro. hole. Yeah. Jesus. Awesome. Pouring salt on the wound, if you will. Yeah. Fast forward. How long is this one? A year. Oh. We're keeping it in increments of, like, one kind yeah. of a thing. You gave us like some time. One it's, month. It's one year. <laughs> I'm riding on a three-wheeler. Super safe. Yeah. You and yeah, you guys the, know. The most unsafe, outlawed, banned uh, vehicles. All-terrain yeah. vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Try to find a three-wheeler right now. <laughs> yeah. You can um, probably ride a Segway on an old country road before they let you buy a, a fucking three-wheeler. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Anyway. Yeah, um, now I'm thinking about off-roading Segways. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's a like lifestyle. Building, like building body cages on mm-hmm. them and stuff. It's a lifestyle, bro. That could be snorkels. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I'm riding this three-wheeler with my uncle. Off-roading segue. Yes. Okay, yes. <laughs> Another episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cover but that soon. <laughs> I'm sitting on the front of this three-wheeler, essentially on the handlebars, right up where the gas tank is, you know? Yeah, of course. One of those old school guys. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the seat. And he's holding the handlebars, and we're going. We're, we're going over the terraces and stuff, and mm-hmm. we go through this, uh, go up this one hill. A little too steep. Yeah, yeah. It's a little and low. I'm like, okay, here we go. And he's just like, jump off. And I'm like, well, I don't know, dude. Just, okay, here we I'm, go. I'm with it. I'm, I'm just rocking six it. six years old at this point. And it falls, uh, the handlebar falls on my face right here on my right cheekbone and go, comes out right beside my eye. So it punctures your skin, comes just out comes your out. eye, <laughs> on the side of your Oof. eye. Jesus yeah. Christ, bro. Pl- Plato face. We should, we should have put like a gold standard on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So savage imagery. I spend another two days in a coma and another week and a half in the ICU. And I don't know how, what else I can say after that, I guess. I mean, I've, I've had some other injuries after that, but I think I'm just going to leave was it the there. Beginning. That was the beginning. Yeah. Luckily, you're not a serial killer, my guy, because uh, a lot of them <laughs> kids had a lot of head concussions uh, before that laugh is creepy as a <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. So you're saying maybe. Okay. That's a maybe. Just room for improvement. Oh, okay. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, Fantastic. My, my concussions are a little lighter than that. Yeah. Um, I mean, my really first one came from like an Easter egg hunt um, at my great aunt's house, actually. And I was rounding a corner, you know, just running, looking for Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Ran straight into one of those old school gas pumps, a little green fucking like weird oh, yeah. gas pump things. Dome check, out, <laughs> woke up in my grandmother's bed with a fucking heat pad on my head, of course. Um, second one was uh, bicycles, bro. Like, me and all my homies from back home, shout out to Elba, Alabama. That's the hometown. Uh, we used to rock around the city on bicycles like no other, bro. We'd be across the city in 10 minutes. Like, we, we thugged it. We thugged it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got into BMXing. Like the bike with the pegs and all mm-hmm. that, you know, hip hop culture is all about like skateboarding, roller skating, beatboxing, rapping, graffiti. Like I was part of hip hop culture, and um, X Games was a big part of my younger life in the country, country boy. And uh, we built ramps and all this shit. And this one hill next to my auntie's house, um, <laughs> like that was the hill to get all the speed to hit a ramp or hit this ditch. 
that just went down and came right back up. So we get this right. air and we do some weird tricks and all that. But I seen this backflip happen on X Games one day, and I was like, "It's my time. It's time to try. I'm the this. chosen one. Yeah. It's time." So got on this hill uh, right next to my aunt Sandra's house. God rest her soul. Love her to death. And this ditch was in the yard of my aunt Lynn. And I love her to death. Always will. And we're coming down this hill, and <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's the backflip day. So I hit this ditch. I get maybe 10, 15 feet of air off this, like, ditch. We're going, like, 25 miles an hour mm-hmm. on bicycles. You feel me? And it's this one snatch I do to, like, do the backflip. And unbeknownst to me, there's a second little jerk. It's a smooth, like, <laughs> snatch, snatch you're supposed to do to do a backflip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did the one snatch. So the tires are parallel, like, up to the sky. My back is parallel to the ground. And at that moment, I knew I fucked up. And, <laughs> and, I, and I just fell straight on my back, and the handlebars went straight into my face. Oof. And uh, there's a little mark somewhere on my left eye, I think. Uh, but I literally woke up, like, six hours later in Monty's house with a heat pad on my head again. Um, that was my second one. Uh, third one was high school football. As I think we were playing Pike County, some hard hitting country homies, bro. Like they they was out there with it for real. And uh, my junior year, I think it was, I had a head on collision with one of these cats, and this was in like the second quarter, bro. The second quarter, right? I was head on collision, and I don't really come to or remember anything until the fourth quarter. Like I'm playing the game. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm playing the game, bro. Yeah. Like, I was yeah, I was crazy. out there. I don't. I mean I don't know. I don't remember. You were out there. You weren't in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I remember you. nothing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I didn't come to the fourth quarter, and apparently we lost that game. So I first lost of the season, I believe. Yeah. And uh, probably because I was like out, but in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't remember nothing, bro. And like watching film was like I was doing okay. I was missing some cues, obviously, because I wasn't all the yeah, way yeah. there. Right. But um, yeah, as those are the three concussions I remember. Uh, I've lived the wildlife since high school, but <laughs> that's, 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 those are my childhood. Once again, so wild, wild country dude, man, riding bikes and doing dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, for we're all talking about concussions. I mean, I can go over my yeah. three concussions. Yeah. But initially, I was talking about the time I got run over by a tractor. When, oh, which one do you guys? Think? That's the tractor shit is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. A little more fun. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. That's real. Yeah. Let's change it up a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm tired of these concussions. A tractor? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. A tractor? What the fuck? So that's that Mississippi shit. I was <laughs> just about to say. <laughs> it's been brought up. I am from Mississippi. So we uh, have a fair amount of land. And we were getting ready for dove season. So we take the tractor over to the land, plow it down with a bush hog, plant the sunflower seeds. They grow up, attracts the doves. Attracts the doves. Bing, bang, boom. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop you right there. I heard dove season. like. That's that's later on in life for for me, personally. Okay. Short-lived. Justin was there. Anyways. Yeah. I'll let that go. I'm gonna let that. I do need to clarify that I didn't actually get run over by a tractor. It was a tractor on a tractor trailer. Mm. Oh, the so those little two wheels, with two wheels yeah, that are right yeah. next to each other. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just a little heavier. So we're done for the day. <laughs> a lot more still involved. You know, we load the tractor up on the tractor trailer. We're pulling out, kind of a thing, and I'm begging my dad to let me ride on top. Ten years old. It's yeah, fun. You're trying to ball out. I'm driving the tractor yeah, right now, you know? but I'm not. But I am. You know, get to see Green Hills or something <laughs> like that. You know, on the way out of there, and it's like, come on, come on, come on. He's finally like, okay, but it, it's not until we get to the first gate, right? We had three gates leading in to keep you know people out of our, our land. Of course, of course. And uh, he was like, it's not until we get to the first gate, and then you have to come to a complete. Uh, wait for me to come to a complete stop. Before you get off, right? So we're pulling up to the front, uh, the first gate. Keep in mind, this is not gravel road. This is literally just dirt Dirt path in the middle of the woods. Two little ruts type vibe. Right, exactly. And I broke the first rule immediately. Of course. By hopping right off, feeling all confident from my my tractor driving excursion. I'm on high right now. I'm doing what I want to. (laughs) Talked about Fight Club. I got my little, like, um, Military, uh, you know, like secondhand steel-toed boots on. My old school, like secondhand uh, fatigues. You mm-hmm. know, got me a can of Mountain Dew. That's right, do that, do. That's right, do do, boy. <laughs> Nashville born. <laughs> Tell you what, hop all off, 
real confident like, and um, I'm walking next to it, and the tree line is getting closer and closer to the little bottleneck. Right, it's bottleneck. Oh, yeah, and um, I'm easing closer and closer to it. it. Eventually, the front tire of the tractor trailer runs over my right foot, throwing me down onto my face. So kind of my elbows out at a right angle, pretty much. Then proceeds to run over my arm. And my arm gets sucked up in between the those two, ti- two tires. Oh, oh Jesus! The two tires. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck no. Obviously, Jesus. I am screaming my head off. My brother comes running around. He nice. grabs me by the left ankle, and he's just trying his best to just pull me out from yeah, underneath. And trying the whole to break situation. your spine. I mean, he could have, <laughs> there you go. or I could have had spinal problems. But you know, he was what, fourteen at the time. He didn't know what that was. Young tractor. He just he just panicked. <laughs> he's just panic panic mode. Oh my god, my yeah, brother! I need to save his life. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. So of course. my dad, you know. Kind of jumps out, run around, you know, swats my brother away, kind of a thing. And he he stops, he assesses the situation, and realizes he has to back back over oh, my arm, get your oh, no. to be able to get it out oh, no. in between those two tires. Gangster, uh. gangster. So good for him for. Being able to handle such a horrible situation. Good, good for the ground for being flat and giving a little bit. To not yeah, right. completely crush your damn arm. Apparently. You're telling me. Well, we'll yes. get there. But um, he gets back in, backs back over my arm, comes back around. He kneels down, kind of like picks me up, you know, cradling me in his arms. First time I've ever seen him cry, like boo-hoo, sob cry, you know, obviously so. Yeah, of course. At this point, shock kind of kicks in for me, so I don't feel anything anymore. No, adrenaline's on like, high, bro. It's I think like, I need to go to the ER, and he's like, Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, so he unhooks the trailer, like, very gently puts me in the back seat and just guns it. You know? I mean, we're just, just bouncing all around, you know, and I'm just, like, catching air in the back seat, basically. You know? <laughs> all that. <laughs> we finally get to, like, you know, paved road. My my arm is dead, completely numb. I don't feel it at all, but my, my right foot is killing me. So instinctively almost, I take the boot off, and it feels a little better. And just out of curiosity, I reach in and I pull out the steel insole of the thing. And it's like you just twisted it. Of course, you took one end of the thing, kind of a thing. Nuts. Foot still hurts. And I look at the the glass of the back window, and I'm like, that's a nice flat surface or whatever. Mm. So again, almost instinctually, I take my foot and I push it up against the back glass, and it just is a little kind of quiet you feel it more than hear it just brah, kind of a thing oh, yeah reset your whole shit oh, oh, yeah, yeah. felt so much better felt so much back. better fast forward we get to the er they strap me to the like a gurney or whatever to pull me in and i'm, I'm yelling about my my wallet and my uh, uh my necklace or whatever but more so my wallet that's a lot more important oh, you're 10 years old but yeah i'm 10 years old and you're like don't my wallet? my wallet you need where's to make sure you have my wallet where's my necklace <laughs> that's a nice necklace where's you know, my shit necklace. Yeah, bro <laughs> And the doctors are like, all right, shut up, kid. You know, I'm like, no, 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 it's really my wallet. They're finally like, here. And I pull out, talking about my three concussions in the past and my several other trips to the ER. I actually had a fast pass to North Mississippi. <laughs> like, like Disneyland? Medical Center. Like, Pretty much, like yeah. Skip the line? Skip the line. Disney status <laughs> at a hospital. That's what I'm talking about. All the health Skipping insurance the and all my personal insurance uh, information, all that kind of stuff is on yeah. this card. So you literally just swipe it. I'm right oh, back. I'm right through there. the doors. You know, <laughs> you know, ain't no paper filling out for me. I'll take y'all time with that. I'm going back here. So funny enough, um, the doctor ended up telling me that I reset the bones in my foot. The myself. Yeah, 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 definitely, bro. Jeez. Didn't they didn't have to do it? Just yeah, broke four bones. Appreciate in my that foot. guy. We're still going to charge you for it though, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Broke four bones in my foot. Miraculously, did not break any no, I mean, part of my own. Got run over twice. Now got run over twice. Forward and backward. Didn't break it up. And that's crazy. Now, the nerve that's damage. that ground being solid. Like Mississippi red clay, mm-hmm. boy. Red clay, yeah. I guess. But the the nerve damage is there still to this day. Like I can't really feel that part of my oh, arm. Of course, you're never but gonna feel that. It was nuts. It was that's nuts. That's wild, bro. That, that's some wild ass Mississippi shit right there. Uh, that's what happens in the backwoods of Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> Little boys get ran over by tractor trailers. Isn't uh, that right? <laughs> facts, facts. We'll keep this thing going, man. Uh, tell us what y'all think about those wild stories, man. If you have any stories that relate to that, email us about them at friends, period, facts, period, 
fiction at gmail.com. Yes, please. Yeah. I remember it that time. You did. Um, you did a great job. You <laughs> email did a us great about job. your crazy stories, man. We might mention y'all in, a, in an introduction episode coming up soon. They finally <laughs> got their way in 1919 with the passage of the 18th Amendment banning the manufacture, sale, or transportation of intoxicating liquors. Yeah, because the, the prohibition thing all started with, like, basically housewives not yeah. wanting their men to go drinking yeah. and shit because right. it brings demons in them or something like mm. that. Some, because they was, came home pissed the fuck it, off. Yeah, exactly. What it was. Mm. Yeah, exactly, bro. So yeah. that's, it's, it's crazy. Um, anyway. But, I mean, it's what uh, just a quick aside. I think it's so funny because we founded this country in bars and pubs. Yeah. You know? Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. That the meetings to overthrow the revolutionary uh, or to start the revolutionary, revolutionary war, war was at a bar in Boston, bro. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> straight up, they're getting drunk. Like, you know what? We got to kill them, dog. We got to kill them, player. That's all we got to do. <laughs> Keep drinking these pints. Get this courage. You know, of course, everything in moderation. <laughs> but I do think it's a wonderful social lubricant that uh, it can get a lot of things at least started. Yeah. You know, maybe they shouldn't write the Declaration of Independence while they were trashed. But yeah, yeah. coming up with the idea. <laughs> That's a good time to do it. I mean, know? bro, this podcast uh, was an idea through drinking. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, you know, you know, maybe you know, what we should do, man. We've talked so much, we yeah. might as well just do a podcast. How about some shit you didn't learn in high school, motherfucker. Yeah. Let's just bring some facts. <laughs> Put this in your pipe and sniff it. What? And here we are, five episodes in. <laughs> Like that most fun Christmas Eve ever I told you about in 1926. Mm-hmm. Here's a quote from Charles Norris, by the way. Oh, Chuck Norris? <laughs> you mean... You oh, mean, Chuck Norris? Yeah. You talking about old Chuck Norris that uh, once got bitten by West Nile mosquito and the mosquito died? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same, one and the same. One and the same. <laughs> that guy? Yeah. So okay. apparently before he was uh, the most badass man on the planet, he started out as a... Um, a, uh, a public health a, official. A public health official in the 1920s. That's pretty <laughs> cool. He is. Yeah, he's, he's doing really man. well. He looks he's great. Time really well. <laughs> looks great. Man. Oh man. I need to get some of those workout <laughs> videos he has. Obviously, a different Charles Norris. Uh, guys. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, a quote of Charles Norris is: "The government knows it is not stopping drinking by putting poison in alcohol. Yet it continues its poisoning processes." Heedless of the fact that people determined to drink are daily absorbing that poison. Knowing this to be true, the United States government must be charged with the moral responsibility for the death that poisoned liquor causes, although it cannot be held legally responsible. Huh. Man. So the U.S. just killing people. And it, this is like before be this was public person. knowledge. I mean, the government oh, was trying its best to keep this sort of low-key, but he... Um, was a badass. He he put together a study with his toxicologist, which found that huge laundry list of ostensibly poisons yeah. in the industrial alcohol that that was seized, and uh, knew that that's not supposed to be there. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no reason to put nicotine in something that you use yeah. to make perfume. There's You're no reason like, to hey, put. Are they killing people over here? Do y'all exactly. see this yet? Yeah, y'all yeah. don't see so this he's, yet. He's publishing it. Um, <laughs> He, he publishes these findings and and then also every death caused by it, which is no small feat Jesus. considering 400 died in New York City alone in 1926 and 700 the next year. That's crazy. Jesus, bro. It's more than one a day. And so he's publicizing every single one of these and, things. And oh, wow. Yeah, and yeah. you got to think, wow. this is from people drinking like, Four or five drinks. This is not like somebody going well, yeah, pounding no. alcohol. I mean, like, you know the guy that like, thought Santa Claus was chasing him, he yeah. had three drinks. That's crazy. And thought he was saying Santa Claus about to kill his Wait, yes. wait a minute. <laughs> so it ain't normal for Santa Claus to chase you with a baseball bat? <laughs> not after three drinks, Drew. After I ain't 13, never had no drinks. Sure. Santa Claus chases women with a bat every year. No, that might be why you uh, drink. You might want to um, watch where you stay at during Christmas <laughs> there, buddy. <laughs> They found out that um, Albert Hoffman had created this stuff called LSD Mm. over in Switzerland. And they were like, hey, what's going on with this stuff? Mm. So Sydney goes over to Switzerland, buys all of the LSD in the world for $2 million. Good Lord. Who gave him $2 million? The U.S. government. In the 50s? The U.S. government. Well, they had that kind of money. Mm. They've always had that kind of money. But also, imagine getting all the acid in the world. In the world. 
you turn up at every music festival possible. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's the only spot you can get is this big bright bus. I'm just I'm slide up over here. I'm honestly just picturing him <laughs> with like like four huge suitcases just walking through the airport. Like, oh <laughs> yeah, what do you yeah. got? Some sheets of paper. Yeah. I, I got a little. Uh, a little I'm making uh, books. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Are those like really tiny books? They're really perforated. They're really tiny little perforated boxes. So there. what I'm saying is, if you went to you know also, like Woodstock or something. Yeah. You had some acid from Sydney. Yeah, provided yeah. you for sure. All to the you dead by the family, bro. All the dead family uh-huh. acid is just from. It was from him. Is just Sydney Gottlieb's acid. Yeah, didn't he? That's uh, crazy. Didn't he work with one of the motherfuckers from Grateful Dead? Yeah, the the the, the, the lyricist for the Grateful Dead was actually one of his um, subjects. Subjects along with Ken Kesey and Timothy Leary and Allen Ginsberg. Whoa! And for people that don't know what LSD is. It is a psychotic drug. What's what's the what's the name of it? Psychotropic. Psychotropic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what I was looking for. (laughs) I have um, dabbled in some experiences myself. We're not going to get into that. Mm -hmm. But LSD means what? Lysergic diethylamide. Uh, Get them hot facts. Mm -hmm. Look it up if you don't know what's up. It's uh, basically like a synthetic mescaline. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, something that like witch doctors have been using for I don't know how long. I mean. As long as yeah. those oh, yeah. have been around. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like peyote and all that. It's exactly. Yeah. Generations. Centuries, Who knows? Centuries, yeah. Centuries. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a lab created version of that. You know, mm. the, sim, uh, the experience is supposed to be very similar. Although MK Ultra was shut down in 64 because of the lack of anything being done other than torture mm-hmm. and crimes against humanity, um, they kept. Gottlieb on as their chief uh, of their technological uh, department of the CIA. He actually, there, there were, there were, there were hits on all, all of the top um, prime ministers and stuff that held any kind of a different view towards us. Yeah. Uh, hence Fidel Castro. Sure. He was, yeah, bro. he was the in most charge OG of making ever, bro. How many assassination attempts? Thousands. Too many. They tried to get him with like some aerosol mm. LSD or some oh, shit. Oh no no yeah yeah. They tried right? it. So so yeah. So they did um, they did uh, vials to drop in his water. They did aerosol cans to spray in the vents of oh, acid. That's crazy. Bro. And they also like, went breeze, as far you know, as making a wetsuit poisoned. That's crazy. How do you poison a wetsuit? Why would Fidel Castro be wearing a wetsuit? Exactly. Okay, that's a better question. Right. <laughs> Fidel Castro, world-renowned scuba diver. Yeah, exactly. Like, bro, he's, got, he's, he's, he's doing way too much as a dictator to be out here, like, yeah. casually. Also, they would get his cigar wet. I mean, he's not yeah. doing yeah, that. Yeah, no, he's not, getting, he's not no. getting his Cuban wet. Bro, hey, really <laughs> fuck that person. He's an OG for living through all those assassination attempts, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's some gangster shit, bro. <laughs> but, yeah, essentially, uh, nothing became of this other than the fact that we fucked a lot of people's lives up. Yeah. And... On the opposite end of the spectrum, gave a lot of hippies drugs. Yeah. We <laughs> fucked Shout, up. Shouts out to King Casey. We, ca- we actually kind of <laughs> fucked up the whole world, though. Because- so one of the most hazardous components of radioactive fallout is called strontium-90, hmm. which behaves a lot like calcium, making scientists concerned that it could be absorbed into the skeleton, especially the skeletal systems of children, <laughs> considering <laughs> the fact that their bones are still growing. Meaning that a majority of the "quote unquote" samples collected were the remains of stillborns, deceased infants, and children, obtained unknowingly by the grieving family of the "quote unquote" samples. So, so, so you saying they they had people just sneak in morgues and steal babies, stealing dead babies, or like, buying dead babies, like like smuggling like, dead babies, and the families never knew where they went. No. Like fucking like thirteen hundred families. Jesus Bro. Christ. They think. They think. They think. So so is Peter Pan based off this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that makes that makes Disney very fucked up. Oh. Uh, let's hope not. Oh, tequila nostrils. <laughs> oh. Bad timing, Ooh, my guy. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. So if uh, you don't drink your tequila, you should snort it. <laughs> Interesting. I have not heard that one. Well, I just snorted it. He just did it, you know? So, <laughs> I'm dropping them facts. Um, 
We're going to start into the song of the day is Lockdown by Anderson Pac. And it's great for the times. And he's basically made a song for these days. I'm going to run that. Goes a little something like this. You should have been downtown. The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. Them bullets were flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lie. Oh my, time heals all, but you out of time now. Judge gotta watch us from the clock tower. Little tear gas cleared the whole place out. I'll yeah. be back with the hazmat for the next round. <laughs> it's them vibes, man. That like every sexy. time, every time I hear that track, it's just I had it on repeat yesterday, actually walking to the march on July 4th. The march in Nashville was dope. Me and Grant and his wife were down there, and I had that on my speaker in my backpack on repeat walking down to the march. I was like, this it's is great. the vibe today, they bro. Put it like, right in perspective. Bro, it was the, the best mean, 4th like, of July I could ever have had to protest something that matters to me and show my actual freedom and independence. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, th- <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it yesterday. But... Um, Just the entire defunding the police argument. I mean, that's something that that I've had a lot of feedback from, from my readers here, uh, you know, like in kind of our part of Mississippi. And I think there are so many misconceptions with it that I think, you know, like right off top, as soon as a lot of people hear it, they think that it's going to devolve into some anarchy state, kind of like the autonomous zone in Seattle all over the country. It's not the case. Um, No, I think this is bad marketing. Get to, you know, the core of a lot of uh, the people who are pushing this, you know, you'll see it's like a lot more complex. I mean, I'm sure y'all know that. Yeah, know? for sure. But there's so many folks out there. And I think that's why having, you know, conversations like this are so important. No, definitely, um, bro. For sure. Yeah. I, I just wanted to touch on that first. Cause that, that is it. I thought those are some really interesting points that he raised about, you know, EMTs having to, to protect themselves. Exactly, you know? uh, that was something I'd never heard of. Exactly. That's um, shocking and, me too. And I totally can see it. Like hundred percent for sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fake news and all. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> That's real. Well, I guess as a journalist, I mean, I should ask you how much of the news that you put out is fake. I mean, we talk a ninety-nine percent, ninety-eight percent fake. It, it, it depends on who made me mad that day. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. Like, who, who, I, who I want to ruin with my work. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Before my feet hit the floor every morning, I'm like thinking of what I can gin up. Right, right. For sure. <laughs> who do you have a personal vendetta against? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's who you're going to talk about that day. <laughs> but I think in seriousness, though, uh, that I've had several people, you know, and mostly academics, you know, and that's kind of their problem because they don't work in the field. Right. Not to bash academics, but like especially folks who teach journalism. And there's this like, very misconstrued idea that as a journalist, you can't also be an activist. Right. And to me, that's horseshit, yeah, you know, because yeah. if you look at, again, Ida B. Wells, Ida Tarbell, exactly. you know, Upton Sinclair, you yeah. know, those people were journalists who use their platform to affect social change. Yep. That's what everybody should be doing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's kind you know, of like an underlying job of a journalist, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Without like- a doubt. <laughs> I mean, if you have a platform, especially right now, and that's where I think so many folks like in our, our local business communities here. So I know it's got to be that way everywhere else that they're kind of being taken to task now. It's like you have all of this influence. You have this you know huge platform. What are you using it for? Exactly. You know, exactly. I can't imagine being somebody who had an honest job, worked as hard as they could every day just to for for them to be dubbed non-essential mm-hmm. like i mean i think that speaks exactly, to, to what y'all were just saying you know with this the sense of despair yeah um because mm-hmm. it's like you know evidently i must not be important right if if they can call me non-essential and tell me i can't go to work i actually um, posted uh i actually posted on um my stepbrother jeremy ham um made a post about a month or two into this and he asked what has everybody learned out of this? And all I wrote was, I'm not essential. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. You said, you said your stepbrother's name is Jeremy Ham. Damn. So I, I thought I was Jay Ham. Mm. Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm interested, like, especially Drew with your, uh, your culinary background and all, all that you've seen and all that you know about this business, like, what what do you think it could look like in in a year? 
with the changes that that are happening in it's, kitchen. It's going to be drastic. Yeah. It's um, the, uh, skeleton crew probably doesn't explain it enough. Yeah. Um, people are going to be using the least amount of help that they can mm-hmm. to try to get through this because we're not done with this. We just, like I said before, we just got set back to um, phase, two. phase two again. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, and these assholes are out there not wearing their masks and going around being just, just jackasses as they would. But <laughs> that shit was everywhere yesterday, bro. I was like, oh my God. Honestly, in about a year, where I see the restaurant industry is pretty close to the same place where it is right now. And I'm not going to lie what? about that because there, you will have maybe 75% capacity that is allowed to you and, you know, what have you. At max. But, at really? max. Yeah. But, because people won't listen to, and shout out to another one of my um, family members, my uncle Jeremy. Um, he actually posted, and which was a little bit of a surprise to me because, you know, a lot of people in my family are, you know, on the line of against this. But he said, which was a very smart um, quote, which was, I'm wearing a mask now, so I don't have to again. Yeah. And a lot more people need that sense of just well-being com- completely. Social but responsibility. Our, our social responsibility, right. Exactly. But our, our restaurant industries, they're only going to get worse before they get better. You know what scares me about the restaurant industry? Because I'm seeing it firsthand, mm-hmm. of course, with the way I'm getting paid Yeah, because right now. I don't have a job is, right now, and you yeah, do. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's wild because, like, getting the way I'm getting paid now is the owners can actually see, like, Oh, with like we can just pay them this much, you know what I mean, and get our money up, and then start paying them more. You know what I mean? So there, it's a transfer of wealth to where like they realize they can cut the staff short, cut the pay down mm-hmm. to maximize profits, and that might be a you know a trend that keeps going. Oh yeah, this I whole can thing very definitely without anybody see that. getting a proper pay, oh, yeah. and the and the owners just making the most money. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like it's, it's the equal to it is getting split way hard to like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's, that's what scares me the most about it is that transfer of wealth, man. Like it is basically like creating fucking peasants right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this is, is that's a dark statement, but you get what I'm saying. I mean, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I really obviously hope that doesn't go that way. Me and either, I shit. think um, <laughs> something that's kind of cool is a lot of people that are quote unquote non-essential have been getting, um, Eight seventy-five a week for yeah. a while, and I think it's going to be. A, a, hopefully, employers are going to say realize, oh, I need to pay them at least something close to that a week because they've already gotten accustomed to that lifestyle, Bro. and then realizing that. Bro, I am standing here saying, not the case. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's not the case, man. Like for real, for real, dog. Yeah, they don't care. It's honestly, it's yeah, getting to the true. point. They know that your money's going to run out eventually with your eight seventy-five. They're going to give they, you what they're going to give they, you. They're going to know that you at some point they're going to you have to depend on me to pay you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's going to get back to that. Yeah, the government's not going to be here. It's not going to give us this money forever, bro. It's, it's about to be up soon anyway. Yeah, mine's Every, already everybody, up. Everybody's yep. about to be up anyway. It's only 13 weeks, right? Like, yep. I mean, shit. It's, it's, it's just wild, man. And I, mean, I like how y'all be coordinating y'all little shirts and shit. And I pop up in a little T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. It's cool, though. It's cool. Once these jumps, once these tracksuits pop off. Right, right. It's a dope T-shirt. Yeah, though. Yeah. I love that shirt. Yeah, it's a good T-shirt, huh. man. Great. Uh, actually, for the episode, yeah. it's about uh, Indigenous America. Mm, um, which very cool. Today is about the asshole, the <laughs> not a hero, the <laughs> fuck twat that is Christopher <laughs> Columbus. Um, and uh, we're going to dive into a few uh, conquistadors in the next few episodes. And then it's going to be a blackout series coming mm-hmm. after that. Um, basically, we're going to lead into. The part of history that pretty much created the racism and prejudice that happens today. Yeah. Because, I mean, before 1492, um, the world was pretty, like, peaceful. People were joining hands and doing trade, no matter the skin color. I think it was um, also flat before then, too. Yeah, it was definitely flat. (laughs) And then around 1492, it got hollow. Oh. So, and then Carmelo Anthony came along, and now it's full of caramel. 
<laughs> Shit's wild. You know, hopefully we can do the best that we can to show just how true or no, false <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know yeah. history to be. You so know? Of course. Just and how true it isn't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's a, we'll say that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, like that. See, that's that's why we're three. See what mm -hmm. I'm saying? We, yeah. we bounce around. Oh, this would be a terrible podcast if it was just me. Uh, yeah. Horrible, yeah. actually. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, thanks so hey, much. Thanks so much. <laughs> All the love. You know? Horrible. I'm, horrible, I'm, actually. I'm, I'm just saying we need us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But um, but yeah, that's the plan. Um, anything new happening these days? Um, I got to put in a whole bunch of hardwood floors. Yeah, because you bought a house. <laughs> I sure did. If y'all remember, Grant uh, <laughs> just purchased a house. It's actually our last um, episode recording in this home studio. Correct. Mm. You're about to move in a new joint, and yeah. we're going to have a nice setup over there. It's going to be uh, much nicer, and uh, we cool. won't have to use... My cell phone as a hotspot for all of our uh, computers and tablets <laughs> right yeah. now. That's what we're doing right now. It's um, pretty nice. Like I'm trying to scroll down to look through the document, and it's like reconnecting. And I'm like, <laughs> no, but I need this. You got you to love. You got to love AT and T. Seriously, the water company, the power company, the trash collection service—they're all understand the fact that I'm living in this home, but and I'm about need to transition. all of the utilities in the other home while we're working on it. They're like, yeah. We'll just keep both account or like both addresses open. You might have to pay a little extra, but no problem. AT and T's like, no, nope, can't do that. <laughs> when it's set up at the new house, that's where it is. It's like, yeah, you just have to hit a button on a keyboard. I imagine. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. I got two course. router boxes, yeah. and only one works. Yeah. It's, bro, it's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. But um, yeah, that's what's new in our lives. Hope y'all are doing well out there. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna drop into this episode about Christopher. Fucking shit ass Columbus. Oh shit ass. <laughs> oh oh I think they called him. His nickname was Old Shitty Britches. Oh. Old Shitty Britches old Columbus. Shit Britches. Yeah, yes. He was old dumb old boy. Oh oh dumbass. Oh dumbass. I think boy. he was actually uh, one of the first um technical fuck boys. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably where it was coined. Yeah, man. Yeah. I wish he'd have died at sea. Anyway. Dude. Let's get to it. <laughs> World with yeah, the So this episode quote from the very first word of the first chapter yeah. you know the first like page he there. launches straight into it right boom Arawak men and women naked tawny and full of wonder emerged from their villages into the island's beaches and swam out to get a closer look at the strange big boat when Columbus and his sailors came ashore carrying swords speaking oddly the Arawaks ran to greet them brought them food water gifts he later wrote of this in his log they brought us parrots and balls of cotton and spears and many other things in which they traded for glass beads and hawksbells. They willingly traded anything they owned. They were well built with good bodies and handsome features. They do not bear arms and do not know them, for I showed them a sword, and they took it by the edge and cut themselves out of ignorance. They have no iron. Their spears are made of cane. They would make fine servants. What the fuck? With 50 men, we could subjugate them all and make them do whatever we want. God. That is a direct quote of Christopher Columbus's journal. Ass. America. I mean, yeah, that, the bad part of American nature, if you will. That's the beginning of slavery. Is that it, it, yeah. yeah, it definitely I mean, is. Can you imagine, like, you're sitting there and you're like, they were so nice to us. They brought us food and gifts and they were, you know, well built with good they're, bodies. They're, they're so nice. You know what we could do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enslave them because yeah. they're so nice. Let's, let's, what kind of shit is let's that? Enslave bro? them, kill them if they don't want to, and take all their shit. It's, it's super crazy. easy to take advantage of, essentially, is what we're saying. Yeah. It's, it's fucking horrible, wild. dude. And, you know, it's not entirely Columbus because this is sort of like the mindset of Europe during the Renaissance, right? I mean, mm -hmm. they all had this like weird frenzy for money. Like, yeah, it, it, they got especially hungry, gold. Bro. They got hungry, especially hungry, gold. Bro. And, yeah. and, and, and gold actually became a little more powerful than land around that time. Mm -hmm. Because before then it was, it was feudalism, right? Like you, you owned a big plot of land. You had, you know, peasants to work the land for you and mm -hmm. you would make the money that way. But they realized that, you know, land is, finite especially in western europe you know yeah. it's a pretty small little continent over there yeah, yeah figured out that well shit i can just stockpile a whole bunch of gold and i have just as much power you know Definitely. um so you know that's 
what we'll get into, but that's why Columbus was sent over in the first place. And yeah. I think why he had that mentality of like, I got to get as much money as possible. Yeah. You know? Well, they cut off the, uh, the trade between uh, Africa and uh, Spain. And that's why Spain was like, yeah, go find us some more shit because we can't get mm-hmm. anything else from right. Africa. Yeah, because so Spain had just really shit. became a country right yeah, around that time. Because the, the last African king uh, got overthrown and Ferdinand right. and old Isabella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom, there it is. They took over Spain and it was like, it's time to, it's time to fuck shit up. Right. Yeah. Uh, why not just make a straight shot to China, right? <laughs> He calculated incorrectly, by the way. The circumference of the Earth was much... You mean Columbus was wrong? He was wrong about oh, something. Oh, shit. That crazy? Oh, weird. Uh, <laughs> he thought that the Earth was a lot smaller than most contemporaries <laughs> at the time. And like I said earlier, he had no fucking clue about the Americas. So in his mind, simply sailing northwest, he'd hit China way faster. Portugal and England both said, hell no. Right? And he's like, no, I got this great idea. And they're like, that's stupid. What yeah. are you talking about? Uh, so yeah. you mean you're just going to just like yeah. go? Right, okay. right. Mm-hmm. And like we said earlier, <laughs> <Bye-bye>. uh, <laughs> the new Spanish monarchs, uh, Ferdinand and Isabella, were desperate enough to be like, all right, let's give this dude three ships yeah, and see if we get lucky. You know, that's kind of what they were thinking. Spain uh-huh. as a world power, basically. Right. Like they wanted to take any chance they could to make Spain a world power. And yeah. they fucking right. so got the, the fuck they asked for. The deal was uh, three they ships. They hitler themselves. The deal was three oh, ships, and we crazy. know the names of all those ships, uh, and lordship over any undiscovered lands. Undiscovered, mind you. Mm-hmm. I think what they meant was if you go and it's empty, you can claim it for Spain, right? Right. Not go and make it empty and then claim it for Spain, <laughs> yeah, which is basically right what the fuck he <laughs> yeah. did. And then uh, they would also, on top of it, give him the super fun title, Admiral of the Ocean Sea. If he yeah. gave them 90% of the riches he discovers while there. Mm. So he did all that for 10%, bro? 10%. Yeah, yeah. What kind of manager is that? Well, also, hey, bro, you know what? I'm going to let you go perform, right? But, he but gets, like, he I'm going to need 90% name. of the money, though. You know <laughs> he gets I mean? to introduce like, himself Christopher Admiral. You get this Admiral. exposure, though. You get this. He, he gets to introduce himself as Christopher Admiral of the Give Ocean Sea. Give a shit about a title. Columbus. I want my money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I always say, fuck the fame, give me the money, bro. What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking, and now he is Christopher. Fucking Barry Gordy over there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and now he is um, Christopher Admiral of Manipulating the American Minds. Yeah. Columbus. Of the sea. Of the sea. This feels like a good time for us to uh, maybe recite that song that we or little 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 poem kind of thing that was off the set to music. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you, you want to do cute ass? You want to do the cute ass song after that dark ass little yeah. three yeah. minutes? Just to kind of show. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I want to show like how disparate this this truly is. You know? Oh yeah, bro. Does anybody want to take the the reins on it? I do not. You can you can you can, you can get it. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I would do a little kid voice, but it would get annoying very quickly. So definitely. Just, but anyways, we all know this this fucking thing. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. He had three ships and left from Spain. He sailed through sunshine, wind, and rain. He sailed by night. He sailed by day. He used the stars to find his way. Blah, 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 fucking blah. October 12th, their dreams came true. You never saw a happier crew. Indians, Indians, Columbus cried. His heart was filled with joy and pride. But India, the land was not. It was the Bahamas, and it was hot. The Arawak natives were very nice. They gave the sailors food and spice. Columbus sailed on to find some gold to bring back home, as he'd been told. He made the trip again and again, trading gold to bring to Spain. The first American? No, not quite, but Columbus was brave and he was bright. All lies. Well, it wasn't entirely bullshit, right? (laughs) Well, but, he did uh, think they landed in the East Indies, but they yeah. landed in the Bahamas, most likely San Salvador. Mm-hmm. And I then think- they, they did hop from island to island for months, desperately searching for pearls, precious stones, gold, silver, spices, and other objects and merchandise, quote, whatsoever, to bring to Ferdinand and Isabella. Because he had this huge debt that he had to fill, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly talking about Columbus being brave yeah. and bright. Right. All lies. So, and at one point he, yeah, seriously though, yeah, neither. I mean, to make it not even, I don't even know, but he ditched a quarter of his crew in what's now Haiti 
to find and collect massive amounts of gold he thought was there because he saw some flecks in a creek and was shown a gold mask by an Arawak one time. So he left him like a quarter of his crew there to be like, hey, go find all this gold that's got to be here. And he just went back to Spain. So he just left, he also, left the real savages also, on the island. Also yeah. think, back to Spain. Yeah, I like the word um, or, or the, um, the play on he found some flex in, in a, a creek because it was some gold. So he was on some flex too. <laughs> <laughs> so he found him some flex. Oh, the creek. my God. Cute. Oh, that was... <laughs> But uh, so it was so shitty for him. He returned uh, empty handed back to Spain and died just four years later. Mm. So awesome. That shit's crazy. I mean, and it's, that's great reasoning as to why Columbus is this American hero, you know, guy that landed in the Bahamas, made it all the way to Panama and really did nothing but create um, genocide. And enslave a whole bunch of people and um, had nothing to show for it monetarily. But their quality of life is better now, though. Oh, yeah, of course, because they Cause found they're, they're Catholics. They found so, Catholicism. Yeah. So, you know? so yeah, yeah. it never landed in fucking America. Nope. Ever. No, nope. not never, never. Credit never. with discovery. The closest America. he got was Panama. Yeah. That's pretty the closest, fucking far. Yeah. The closest he got was Leif Erikson. <laughs> so he never even <laughs> landed on, in the United States ever. No. And he never. Spoke Italian or wrote in Italian. Nope. <laughs> like, like, never did any of that either. So, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. But he was utilized from the beginning as, All this shit as, that they say about as a, natural, is a national figure, right? Someone who braved the Atlantic Ocean and brought Christianity to a bunch of heathens, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that wasn't appreciated by the monarchy. So this is just right for early American settlers, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, just, mm, 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 mm. especially since, that, you know, Amer- yeah. American settlers were heathens themselves. Yeah. Bro. yeah. They yeah. escaped I mean, uh, something that they're imposing on us now. Yeah. But most of the, most of the taxes? first settlers, yeah. bro, yeah. like, uh, were criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Savages. Oh yeah. They were horrible. Oh, yeah. Fucking savages. Uh, I mean, it was so much though that like the, the, st- like before the statue of Liberty was given to us by France, we had this like female, uh, entity sort of like, yeah. figure that represented early America. They called it Columbia. Yep. I called her Columbia. Sorry. Wow. Because America apparently sounded too British right around the time that we're gearing up for the revolutionary war. Yeah. District of Columbia, bro. Hey, yeah. that's where that comes from. Mm. Exactly. I never yeah. knew that. Mm. I honestly never knew that until, until I we started doing this research. Either. I yeah. didn't know that DC district. I've always been like, what the fuck, District of Columbia? Columbia is where they make all that cocaine down there, right? <laughs> like, why are we the District of the Cocaine? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Nope, we're no. District of Douchebag. Yeah. 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 Bro. And then uh, still rooted so deep, bro. Yeah. The ideals that he created are still rooted so deep. Right. And anyway. I mean, it went as far as like they commemorated the 300th anniversary of him, quote unquote, discovering America. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, that was uh, the greatest his episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, shout out to the homie Drew Shona. Couldn't be here today. We love you, my man. Um, Shouts out to all y'all for being here and supporting us and listening. You can support us at anchor.fm backslash friends, facts, and fiction, by the way. Tell your friend, tell your mama, tell your auntie, tell your cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we out here thugging every Call week. Call that their iTunes and give us one of them five stars. Yeah, give them five stars. And then maybe saying. pop a little something in there being like, you guys are so funny. You know, yeah, something like that. You know, something like that. It's a laid-back episode akin to last podcast on the left, Relax Fit. Yep. This is our laid back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I'm Justin Hammonds, and I'm saying love, love, life, because it's worth living, y'all. Grant Bramlett here. Everybody out there, never liked you. I always loved you. Yeah, and as Drew would say, be kind and rewind. You know what I'm saying? No, no, his is different. It's uh, is it? be nice to people because I always am. No, that's definitely not right. Uh-huh. Ooh, no, that's way wrong. So, um, kindness is the virtuous of the perfect soul. Mm. Oof. Is that it? Yeah, I think we, we kind of train wrecked on that one. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Be kind, stay informed, and make a difference. Boom, boom. There it is. Well, that'll be easy. We'll, we'll see y'all next, or we won't see y'all next week. I guess we'll see. You will listen oh, to hear us, us next week. You will hear us next yes. week. You will listen to us Again, if you choose if you to. to us. 
Yeah. Yeah. Next week. This shit is worldwide. Jesus. Anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> French facts and fiction. We out. <laughs> Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next installment. Find us on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all things friends, facts, and fiction. Our Instagram handle is friends underscore facts underscore fiction. As always, please reach out to us. You can send any of your questions, praise, and fact-checking to friends period facts period fiction at gmail.com. It's important to us to only propagate the truth, and we'll correct any errors we may have made. Your hosts and researchers are Justin Hammonds, Grant Bramlett, and Drew Shellnut. Our episodes are produced by Grant Bramlett. Additional producership provided by Grace Higgs. Our recording engineer is Grant Bramlett. Our editor, mix, and mastering audio engineer is Jeremy Mulder. Lighting design is provided by Justin Hammonds. Our office assistants are Gully and Bull. Our research assistants are Under and Paid. Our current interns are Lost and Questionable. Our personal drivers are Idlist and Tired. And our resident pooches are Pack and Jolene. The Devil Child. This has been a production of Friends, Facts, and Fiction. Flavor of beef jerky. <laughs> no, for a second. <laughs> Didn't even realize what was happening around me.